Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Barry, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drprsblog.com, and, of course, the host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry, your number one podcast for patient advocacy and helping you empower yourself for better health. This week, we bring you episode 84, and it kicks off October, which is, if you don't know, not Halloween, especially in the medical world where we celebrate, we celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I wanted to bring this podcast to shed a little bit of light on why I felt like men really need to, you know, take heed on breast cancer awareness and why I think it's just as important for them as it is, of course, important for women as well. And you'll, you'll see I do have a little bit of selfish reasons why I feel, uh, you know, we should definitely pay much more attention to this uh, topic. But episode 84, again, we're going to be talking about breast cancer. We're going to be talking about the signs and symptoms certain risk factors, especially uh, for women, but more importantly for men. And we're going to talk about what you need to do uh, this month to make sure you are fully aware and fully in tune with your breast cancer awareness knowledge. Like always, uh, the show notes will be at drprsblog.com forward slash LLP 084 or of course, lunchlearnpod.com. The podcast is also available on all of your favorite podcasting listening outlets, which includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, as well as SoundCloud. And if remember, especially for my first time listeners of the show, remember to subscribe, rate, review, let everyone. And in fact, I don't even have to put that much pressure on you, right? Just let one person know how much you love this show and share that to them, please. I'd greatly appreciate it. And before I start the show, I want to go ahead and uh, read another five-star review. Dr. Barry is always bringing great information that a community needs to know to be more informed and make better decisions about their health. Just awesome, right? So again, appreciate that. Uh, looks like Punky29. Appreciate you, Punky29, for the five-star review. And again, keep the five-star reviews coming. They are much appreciated, and you know, they let me know how much you love the show, and I'm going to keep doing it just for you guys. So let's get on to the episode. Hope you have a great and blessed day, and let's get, get on to it when we talk about breast cancer, breast cancer awareness. What's up, everybody? Dr. Barry here. Today, we are talking about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I'm going to plea to the men of the Lunch and Learn community to stress the importance to everyone why breast cancer awareness is important. And I'm going to be honest, it's going to be some selfish reasons. I'm going to talk about about the end, why I think it's important. But we're going to be talking about breast cancer today. And why are we talking about breast cancer? Because it is October. And in the medical world, uh, October isn't just about Halloween. It's about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it has been deemed the official month to talk about breast cancer. So this is really the only time uh, we like to talk about breast cancer, right? And of course, again, I, I may sound a little snotty, right? Like I've, I've been on my soapbox before that I don't like that we highlight these medical disorders and don't highlight them any other time, right? Like I, I feel like, again, if you're talking about breast cancer in October, you probably should talk about November, December as well. But same thing with prostate cancer, lung cancer, uh, decreasing smoking, colon cancer. Like I think all of these times should be talked about all the time. And again, that's one of the reasons why 
you know, you are a Lynch Alert listener because, you know, you don't want to have to wait until October uh, to hear about colon cancer and breast cancer and lung cancer and prostate cancer, right? You don't have to wait. You don't want to have to wait to all of that for that for that to get here, right? So, but, you know, like the flavor of the month where all of a sudden, you know, businesses and everyone's going to be wearing pink and pink ribbons are going to be everywhere. Uh, like the flow, we're going to go and we're going to talk about breast cancer. And this month, I hope to bring you a couple of guests onto the show to give a more in-depth look at what breast cancer is and some some experts uh, in their own right. So uh, stay tuned. Cross your fingers. I'm, I'm still in. I'm still finalizing uh, that aspect of it, right? But when we talk about breast cancer, especially for my lunch and listeners, you know I like to start off uh, any medical topic with just straight facts because a lot of times once you understand the facts and you understand why you know someone like me, Dr. Bay Pierre, is so like gung ho to make sure you know about breast cancer, right? So let's talk about breast cancer awareness month and you know why the month of October is so important. Breast cancer where breast cancer, I'm sorry, is the most common cancer in women. Its survival rate is about ninety percent, right? So if you can get it diagnosed, even if you have it, you do have a good chance of survival rate, but it's it's more important to understand when that happens, right? Because if you diagnose it late, which we'll talk about, you know, which community faces that issue. If you diagnose it late, it's a problem. Uh, but if you diagnose it early enough, you have a good chance of survival, especially in a five-year period. American Cancer Society estimates that approximately 250,000 new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed uh, next year, right? So over 250,000 women will be diagnosed with breast cancer next year or this year, right? This, depending on how you want to look at it. Now, 25 men, right? Again, I want to say this isn't just a women's disease, right? 2,500 men will also be diagnosed with breast cancer, right? So again, this is something, again, if, if, if that alone isn't something to make sure that everyone's aware about breast cancer awareness month for my, for my men or for my male lunch and learn listeners, that's it. Most women who get breast cancer don't even have a family history of disease. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of your risk factors associated with breast cancer and family history is one of them. Breast cancer is the second leading cause of death among women. One in every eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer. On average, every two minutes a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, and one woman will die of breast cancer every 13 minutes here in the United States. And we have about 3 million plus survivors on a year-to-year basis in regards to breast cancer, right? So just to kind of get your, your minds kind of wrapped around it, right? This is a cancer that prim- primarily affects women, right? Majority of women, majority of people who are affected by breast cancer is women for obvious reasons. Um, and we'll talk about those obvious reasons. Uh, but most importantly, we can't leave out the fact that it's not only women, right? So that's, an, that's one caveat to say, hey, you know what? This is why Dr. Pierce says I need to worry about breast cancer, especially for my women, because I can get it too, right? And it's important that it's the second leading cause of death. Second leading cause of death associated with cancer is due to breast cancer. And uh, there's a lot of different factors associated with it. But a lot of times it's either the lack of screening or the the promptness of our screening. Right? Like we're not being screened early enough. And because we're not being screened early enough, we're catching it later. And we know if anything, if we catch it later, it's more of a problem. It's more difficult to treat. So the, the importance of catching it early, if you do have it, uh, is is of you know grave importance, but it's most importantly to understand, you know, how do I know I even have breast cancer, right? How do I know to even worry about breast cancer? So let's talk about some signs and symptoms associated with breast cancer. 
And a lot of this will be associated with the physical exam, right? So this is, uh, you know, they've talked on TV where they say they want women to, you know, kind of massage their breasts and expect their breasts, you know, every time they're in the shower, right? And this is important, right? Because if you don't know what's normal for you in regards to uh, your breasts and your breast tissue, you're not going to really know if there's a change unless it's a problem, right? So we do always encourage our women uh, to, you know, while they're showering and everyone else, right, men men and women, right, while you're showering, just make sure you're just examining your breasts. Uh, You know, I always recommend doing it in like a circular coin-like fashion and then kind of working your way, starting in the middle and working your way on out uh, towards your arms, right, just to get an idea of how you should be looking. And um, in the show notes, I will put uh, some graphics on, you know, some pictures on how uh, common practices to kind of examine yourself, right? And again, uh, for those who may be listening, right, be thinking like, why would Dr. Barry have to put graphics on how to examine your breasts? This isn't a common uh, thing, right? Like, you'd be surprised the amount of women um, who shower. Again, these are women, these aren't like unclean women, right? You would be surprised the amount of people who shower every day, but it never really you know, it hits them that, hey, you know, I should make sure, you know, let me look at my breast tissue. Let me look, let me feel for any lumps, masses. Let me feel for anything different than I'm the, than I'm the norm, right? Because I don't know if something's different unless I know what the baseline normal is, right? So symptoms of breast cancer, a uh, new lump in the breast or even the underarm. Remember, uh, two, either a thickening or a swelling of the breast. Uh, some people experience an irritation or dimpling, which is almost like a, like a setting in uh, breast skin. Redness or flaky skin around the nipple area of the breast. And the nipple area of the breast is very important because a lot of the changes from a physical exam uh, we see from a physician standpoint, we see at the nipple, right? So we see changes at the nipple, skin texture changes. Sometimes we see the nipple actually retract uh, inward and that could lead us for something to be of concern about. Uh, nipple discharge other than breast milk, of course. Uh, if, if you're having bloody discharge from your nipple, uh, stop this recording and go to your doctor, right? If you know a family member who's having bloody discharge, stop this recording and go to your doctor, right? Like, again, uh, I, I try to stress the importance of, you know, the expert opinion, right? Again, I I know what I know. and But again, this is for educational purposes, right? Like, I'm not your physician. You know, this is, I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just educating you on what I know. So, again, if you... And I, I try to stress this because, again, I wish I could say it's common that if someone has bloody drainage from the nipple that they should go to the doctor but you'd be surprised how often patients would walk into my office especially when i do outpatient medicine even now when i do inpatient medicine how they would come into the hospital and say hey i just started drinking i didn't really pay it any mind right uh, because uh some people it just that doesn't trigger an alarm for them because they've never been educated to trigger that alarm right but that's what we're doing today here on the lunch learn we're triggering the alarm right so if you don't get anything from the podcast episode today if you see bloody drainage from your nipple, uh, go to your nearest doctor's office like ASAP. Uh, any change in the size and shape of the breast, and then just a painful area in the breast that's out of proportion to what you may be uh, accustomed to, right? Like I know a lot of women who around their menstrual cycles experience pain of the breast, right? We're not talking about that type of pain. We're talking about pain that's more consistent, more constant, uh, much more severe than you even know associated around your periods, right? So that's that's the that's the signs and symptoms of concern that you should always be uh, weary of when it comes to uh, breast cancer or just breast abnormality that says, you know what, I need to go to a doctor and, you know, get this looked at. 
right? Because again, not every breast is normal, right? Some people are going to have a dense breast. Some people are going to have softer breasts, right? Some people are going to have uh, different tissue changes uh, depending on the menstrual cycle and not depending on the menstrual cycle, right? So once you know your body's norm, nothing's going to surprise you, right? And we don't want nothing to surprise you, right? Especially in medicine, right? No surprises in medicine. That's important. The next thing I want to talk about some risk factors associated with breast cancer because for the casual engineer listeners, I know because uh, I have actually have a lot of young listeners, which is actually a good thing. I'm actually I'm always I, I think I'm always surprised at the age uh, you know range of some of my listeners. Again, I remember if you remember I, correctly, I did the engineer survey where I just you know I gave a hundred dollar gift card away, but I wanted to you know kind of get some feedback on my listeners. And, you know, just looking at some of the ages of my listeners, it'd be surprising, right? They have a lot of young people who are really in tune, at least to the podcast, right? But who are really in tune and want to know about their health. So definitely a pleasant surprise uh, to see that. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, ebooks, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. So but it's important to understand like what, what, what puts me at risk for anything, right? When we talk about, especially when we talk about breast cancer, right? Like what are some things that I can change or not change, right? Because there are some risk factors that, you know, you can't do anything about it. You were born with those risk factors. There's nothing you can do with it. And there's some risk factors that, yes, I'm actively doing something that can increase my risk for breast cancer. And those who've been listening to the show, you already know one of the things I'm going to bring up because whenever we think about a medical disease, especially when it comes to cancer, this one thing always comes up as something that you can personally change tomorrow if you stop doing it, right? So let's talk about some risk factors associated with breast cancer. Getting older, right? So getting older increases your risk for breast cancer, especially for women over the age of 50, right? And you may be thinking like, well, why does me getting older increase my chance for getting breast cancer. And that's just kind of the the way it is, right? Just from a genetic standpoint, we see a proportion of women, if you're going to have cells that develop abnormally, uh, it's going to develop abnormally as you get older. And I I spoke, you know, I focused on age 50, but that doesn't mean that if you are 45, if you are 40, you can't get breast cancer, right? And uh, I definitely want to stress that point enough because, it's getting it a study came out uh, recently that talked about how more young women, more young women are actually being diagnosed with breast cancer at an earlier age. So it's definitely not this is not an old woman uh, disease anymore. Right. Well, it never actually was. But now we're because we're more diligent and we're, we're going back, we're tracing back, we're, we're screening people with risk factors at a younger age and we're finding uh, these patients. We're breast cancer, right? So that's something uh, to really think about and, you know, kind of mull over, right? Just because you're young, right, doesn't mean you can't get breast cancer, right? So always, 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 if if you don't get, uh, again, I guess another star, right? If you don't get one thing from me, like know your breast, right? So you know what's not. If you know your breast, you know what's right. If you know your breast, then you'll know if something's wrong. You'll know if something's different. You'll know if there's a mass there, a change there, a skin change. You'll know if something's happening that shouldn't be happening if you know your breast. So 
touch the tatas, right? I seen I seen that on a meme somewhere, right? Someone said touch the tatas for October, right? October month, uh, we're touching the breast. Uh, once you touch your breast every month, honestly, you should be every every time you shower, you should do a quick inspection just to make sure everything's good there. Um, but if you want to do it once a week, you want to do it every other week, as long as you have some idea of what's going on, right? That's that's the most important thing, right? So risk factors we talked about. Uh, getting older. Uh, genetics is a big thing, right? Like your family history, and this we stressed a little bit about family history being an issue. Your family history, whether mom had it, auntie had it, sister had it, grandma had it, great. Like, like family history is a big component when associated with breast cancer. But we, I just said that a lot of patients with family, with a family history with no breast cancer, uh, were diagnosed with breast cancer, right? So it's not the end all be all, but it is a risk factor. Uh, that we're concerned about your reproductive history right? and this is actually important for uh, women who had early menstrual periods before the age of 12 and uh, started menopause after the age of 50 and were exposed to hormones uh, much longer than normal they have an increased chance of breast cancer right and the hormone that they're really in particular talking about is estrogen Right. Uh, women who are exposed to estrogen a lot longer uh, are more likely uh, to have increased risk for breast cancer. And so, and so that's why it's important because breast cancer is uh, a hormonal disease that we've seen. Uh, not to say that it has to be certain hormones, but it is a hormonal disease that we see. So uh, we, we know that if you had if you started your menstrual cycle early or you had a menopause at, again, 55, you know, that's a risk factor that we have to be concerned about. You know, having dense breasts because dense breasts uh, has uh, more connective tissue and that could, you know, lead to cells regenerating and causing cancer-like cells, right? So that's always a problem in that regard, right? Again, family history, we talked about the big issue there. Uh, if you were ever treated with any type of radiation for any the issue that again that increases your risk factors. So what are some risk factors? And those are just some of the risk factors that you really can't do nothing about, right? You can't do nothing about getting older. You can't do nothing about having dense breasts. You can't do nothing about your reproductive history, right? Uh, or your family history. You can't do really anything associated with that. And so we're going to talk about now some risk factors that you can actually change, right? There's been a correlation that shows that if you are not physically active you have an increased chance associated with getting breast cancer. If you are overweight, obese, especially after menopause, again, you have an increased chance of getting breast cancer. For those who uh, want to kind of piece together, like, well, why does me being overweight uh, increase my chance for getting breast cancer? It's because fat tissue uh, has hormones that eventually get broken down to estrogen, right? So if you have more fat tissue, you have more a chance for those hormones to get broken down to estrogen, thus giving you an increased chance of getting breast cancer, right? So that's that. And those who take hormone therapy, um, the, you know, this is the, the birth control crowd uh, because that does cause an increased risk of breast cancer. It's one of the reasons why if you have breast cancer, uh, one of your contraindications is birth control pills, right? Because of the medication uh, that comes involved in that regard. Alcohol is another one, and that increases your chance for breast cancer. And last but not least, and again, if you've been listening to the Lunch Learn community, you already know this one that I absolutely despise. It's cigarette smoking. So I had to pause there, right? Because I, I want to stress the importance of cigarette smoking in every cancer we've ever talked about here on the Lunch Learn. We are 84 episodes in, and you can go back and listen to them right now. If I talked about a cancer, 
one of the risk factors I brought up was cigarette smoking. And again, I don't understand why in 2018, we're going to 2019, people are still smoking cigarettes, but there still are. And if you're still smoking cigarettes, me, Dr. Barry, and everyone else behind me is going to keep telling you stop smoking cigarettes, right? Because we're not going to give up on you, right? We know one day you're going to be tired of hearing Dr. Barry say stop smoking cigarettes. And that one day you stop smoking cigarettes, I'm going to be I'm going to be more happy for you than you're going to be happy for yourself, right? So again, smoking uh, definitely increases your risk factors for getting breast cancer. So. What can you do, right? Like when, when you hear these risk factors, right? What are some things you can do? Uh, so again, you can't really change the issues associated with the ones you can't change, right? In terms of family history, genetic. You can't really change that, but you can, you know, eat, uh, eat, uh, keep a healthy weight. You can exercise regularly, avoid alcohol and tobacco uh, replacement. Um, you can, you know, be very diligent on hormone replacement therapy, especially uh, oral contraceptives. And, you know, uh, obviously talk to your doctor, weigh the pros and cons out, uh, you know, increased risk versus, you know, getting pregnant, right? So that, that's a pros and cons you have to kind of weigh out in, in that regards. And importantly, especially when we talk about family history, there are some people who actually have had patients who've actually had to get genetically tested uh, because in particular for two genes, BRCA1 and BRCA2, which we know are strong proponents for breast cancer. So you have women, and the study came out 2017, you have women who are being diagnosed uh, at a much earlier age with breast cancer uh, because they have these, these abnormal genes, right? The BRCA1 and BRCA2. And you have women that even before they get breast cancer, because of this increased risk, with the BRCA1 and BRCA2, they're just electing to get mastectomies, right? They're saying, you know what? I don't even want to risk the chance of getting breast cancer in five years and 10 years and it being too late for me to do something. Go ahead and get these things out right now, right? And, and that is something that, it's surprisingly, insurance companies are actually covering. Insurance companies are actually covering if you have patients with high-risk genetic mutations, in particular BRCA1 and BRCA2, that they're saying, hey, you know what? If they want to get a mastectomy, we're not going to do it, right? Because this this is their thought process, is that, yeah, we can either pay for the surgery now or pay for all of the medications and surgeries that you'll have to get when you get diagnosed with breast cancer later. And they know they're saving much more money if they just pay for it now. So, that, so that's the, the rationale, right? You know, with these insurance companies, they always got a reason why they do the things they do. But I remember talking to one of uh, one of the church reps when I had to like fight for one of my patients. And I was one of the, the priorities. He said, he was like, yeah, you know what? If I would rather, right, just pay for the plastic surgery now uh, than not pay for the plastic surgery and have to deal with uh, the issues later. So what do we do, right? So you have a, uh, your, your aunt, your mom, your wife who is concerned about breast cancer. Like, what does that person do, right? Especially in this month of October, the the gold standard from diagnosis, right? The gold standard for a diagnosis of breast cancer is the mammogram. And you're going to see uh, pretty much, you know, almost everywhere you go now, especially around this month, where you're going to have, you know, radiology services and all of these other different places actually provide, uh, you know, mammograms at a, a much cheaper price because, again, this, it is the month to highlight breast cancer awareness. 
So you can go to a lot of your local imaging centers and say, hey, what's the cash price from a mammogram? And, you know, you're going to get a good deal, especially during the month of October. So who, who gets screened for breast cancer, right? Like we, we talked about all this, but who gets screened for breast cancer? Uh, according to the United States Prevention Preventative Services Task Force, and for those, and I think I, I don't think I've talked about it a lot on uh, you know the podcast, but the United States Preventative Services Task Force is essentially the guidelines for medicine when it comes to screening. Uh, most importantly, right, when it comes to breast cancer screening, and they say, you know what, if you're over the age of fifty. To 75 and you have a very average risk, right? Like you don't have a high risk, but you know, there's some concern there. Uh, we want you to start at the age of 50 getting your mammograms every year. Now, but if you have some risk factors, right? If you have some risk factors like we talked about, you know, you need to start at 40, right? There's no reason for us to be waiting for you to get 50 because that's a 10 year window where we could be doing something about it, right? So it's an issue where we talk about if you have uh, you know, high risk or there's a concern, 40 to 49 is when we say, you know what, you better start getting into your doctor uh, to get that mammogram done. If there is a very low risk, you know, you can start at the age of 50. But um, I'm going to tell you as, you know, a, a father of two daughters who, you know, who has a wife and obviously has a mother and I have female cousins and aunties and, you know, female friends and like you get the gist, right? As a person like me, I want you to go get that mammogram at 40, right? Like there's no point for us to be waiting till you get to 50, right? And then we lose that 10 years, especially because we know we're, we're catching people with breast cancer at the age of 40, right? And this is not like this first stage of the breast cancer. We're catching people at later stages around the age 40. So that that and that already like spikes that antenna and say, oh, why why are you getting this so early? Like, what happened that caused you to get this breast cancer at a, such an early age? When we know if you have an average risk, you can wait all the way up to fifty, right? And that that leads us to the investigation and you know just being aware. So breast cancer screening again, we talk about the the just being aware, right? Actually touching the tatas, right? Like actually doing your self-exams. Again, I'm going to put a link in the show notes on self-exams or for the breast. So you are aware, you know, how to do it yourself. So you know, again, if you don't know your breast, right, how are you going to know if something's wrong, right? Unless it's like glaringly obvious, right? And we don't want to wait till it's glaringly obvious uh, for you to get it. Right? And then we, we talked about the mammogram. Uh, again, it's a special x-ray machine that, you know, for the women who have gone through it, they tell me it's a terrible experience because they're like, like two, it's an x-ray, but they kind of like squeeze down on the breast. And the reason why they do it is because they have to get a definitive picture of the tissue and they have to make sure everything's looking good from that standpoint. But from what I said, from what I've, I've heard, uh, my, my female patients tell me it's uncomfortable, but they understand the importance of having to get it because uh, they know if they don't, you know, Dr. Bear is going to gonna yell at them, right? And they, they don't want me yelling at them. So they just go ahead and get that done. Uh, from that standpoint, um, you know, so there's the mammogram, uh, you know, some people can do a breast ultrasound as well, especially if you're feeling lumps. Uh, that's that's another diagnostic test that we do. MRI is a, a, a much more definitive test and it looks at the tissue at such thin cuts that they can pick up cancer uh, very early. Right. So for patients who may undergo the mammogram and the radiologist is like, you know what, I don't I think I see something here, but I'm not 100% sure. A lot of times they'll recommend those patients get an MRI. 
of the breasts. So again, there's a lot of different uh, ways to to get at the crux of the problem, uh, but the problem is is we're not even doing that, right? So we're not even uh, getting to the point uh, that we're even screening ourselves to get to that part. So that so that's and I think a lot of it just again like all things in medicine, I think a lot of it just has to do with the education itself, right? The education and understanding of how important it is for your physician uh, to stress you need to get, get your, your mammogram done, you need to check your breast done, and really how important it is for you, the lunch and learn listener, to understand why you need to uh, be just as weary of breast cancer awareness and just as uh, diligent in getting tested and getting treated as soon as possible, right? We're not going to talk about treatment uh, to, uh, today because that goes into way more detail than we need to here on the lunch and learn uh, community, uh, but it is important to understand there's lots of different ways to treat it. Again, I kind of hinted at, you know, getting rid of the breast, right? You have a, an area, a tissue that's abnormal, get rid of the breast, right? And a lot of people do get rid of that breast and they just get rid of both of them because there's no point to risk the other side causing a problem, right? It's, you know, radiation therapy, chemo, all these different regimens that, you know, we're not going to necessarily talk about here on the Lunch and Learn community, at least for this episode, right? Hint, hint. So before I get out of here, right? Again, I want to be a little selfish, right? So again, right now I'm kind of talking to the men of the Lunch and Learn listeners community, right? And for my female listeners of the Lunch and Learn community, go ahead and you know make sure you get your partner uh, to listen to these last couple of minutes, right? Because this is the important aspect of why men should always champion causes that are for women, right? And breast cancer awareness, we talked about the numbers 250,000 versus 2,500. It's a stark contrast of who gets affected right so we know more women get affected more more women are diagnosed more women die from it like we know that but the important thing is and we have to make sure we're getting our partners our family members our wives like we have to our daughters right we have to make sure they are getting screened because again let's be selfish guys all the studies show that we live longer when we're with men, women, right? We're, all the studies show that when we're with women, we have, you know, good women support in our life, whether it be your family member, your cousin. Like, we're, when, all the studies show when you have that, we live longer. So if not for anything, if you don't care about the women in your life to tell them, go get their breasts done, do it selfishly for yourself and say, hey, you know what? If they're around longer, then I'll be around longer, right? And for that reason, that's why I need you to get your breast done, right? So again, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Like again, you're going to see all of these walks. You're going to see everybody wearing pink, and that's all great. Uh, but it, I don't care if you don't wear pink, if you don't actually go to your doctor to get it done. So please go to uh, your physician, your family physician, your internist, your OB guy, and go to one of your physicians and say, hey, it's that time of the year. I need to get my mammogram done. Uh, please send me to get my mammogram done. It's important. And for some people, you can go to a lot of the imaging centers and get like very greatly discounted prices on the mammogram, especially if this go around, right? They they want to get people screened. They want to get people tested. They want to be able uh, to help save a life, right? We can't have 250,000 of our women being diagnosed with breast cancer and 40,000 of them actually dying, right? Like, we, we got to be able to reduce that number. And it really starts with us. It really starts with us just championing and, you know, supporting and saying, yes, I know that mammogram is painful, uh, but do it for me, right? Because I'm selfish, right? Do it for me. 
Like get the mammogram so I can live longer, right? That's 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 where I leave you guys at. So like always, you know, thank you for another amazing episode of Lunch Learn Dr. Barry. We're talking about breast cancer awareness. This is October. Go check the tatas. Get the tatas checked. Get your mammogram done. That get diagnosed early uh, because if you don't, uh, we already know uh, where you can end up. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already subscribed, make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is and if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes always head over to lunchlearnpod.com that is lunchlearnpod all in one word dot com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye